in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Too many laws and too much government. Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread. So many people trying to cross the border. Politicians build a new world order. Too many minds are convinced they should be led. I've gotta be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn UN. Taking your right to self-defense. They say you're safe, but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in the guns. Always ask for more. All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay. I've gotta be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn UN. Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee, and so very glad to have you along for the ride. I gotta tell you what, the last few days have been so jam-packed with Joe Biden patting his own back. I don't know how he's managed to keep his arm attached. Literally, should have just popped off at the shoulder. A lot of things going on. Uh, so much of it is going to get a lot of coverage. So I'll make a few brief mentions here and there, and then I'm going to get to some stories today that I don't think are going to get the same amount of coverage that they should, but that are very, very important at the culture war level and also at the freaking common sense level. But before we do that, before we get into anything else at all, I want to make a statement. Now, as of this moment, the trial sponsorship with 4Patriots.com has expired. But over the course of the weekend, we had a lot of movement in sales. And if we can get just a few more, then we have a really good chance of maybe renewing that sponsorship. So what I'm going to ask you to do is, again, follow the link in the show description that will take you to a very special page that they know it came from here, 
or you just go to fourpatriots.com and purchase anything at all there. You can use the code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, as in tap into the truth right here. Uh, and you can use that code. You'll get 10% of a discount. They're going to be honoring that discount. Uh, from what I understand, that we're not anywhere near uh, that being discontinued. So you can continue to use that code. And again, they'll know it came from here by doing that. So if we can get a little bit further, a few more cells, then we have a really good chance of making the pitch and renewing the sponsorship. And again, I'm not asking you guys to go out there and purchase things that you don't want or can't afford. But given where we're at and given the current situation, the economy, uh, the foreign policies, the domestic policies, just Joe Biden in general, you can't possibly be prepared enough. I, I think we all feel this. And I think a big part of the reason we had sluggish sales uh, and sluggish conversions early on is because a lot of the folks that listen to this show are pretty well prepared. You guys have been smart enough to get ready ahead of time. And that's fair enough. And again, like I said, I don't want you guys to just go do something crazy. But again, we can't possibly be prepared enough. So I'm going to put the link in the show description again. It'll take you there. And I'm going to go ahead and do this little quick sales pitch uh, also. And I'm going to ask you guys to seriously consider doing that because I really appreciate the momentum we uh, got over the weekend. You guys did phenomenal. Thank you so much for that. And if, if you're just thinking about making some purchases along those lines, follow these links. Go there and, and look seriously at it because as much as it may be difficult to afford some of this stuff, I think a lot of us are in that position now. We really can't afford not to. I mean... For a long time now, lawmakers in D.C., they've been ignoring dire warnings from national security experts about the current grid's vulnerability. And the problem there is that when something goes wrong, it's not the guys in D.C. that's going to that's gonna be having to deal with the consequences of that neglect. It's going to be you and your family that suffer from it. Imagine a blackout lasting not just days, but weeks or maybe even months. Your life frozen in time, right at the moment your power fails. Can you imagine that? Every appliance that you rely on daily, dead. Can't use it. Can't power it up. All the food in your refrigerator or freezer, spoiled. You're not going to be able to pump fresh water into your house. Again, no electricity. But you got to have the old hand pumps if you're going to do that. Most of us don't. Won't even be able to, uh, to use... Anything that relies on the the grid, no fresh water, no, that means no drinking, no cooking, no cleaning, stoplights not working in your local town, public drinking water facilities wiped out, gas stations, no pumping of gas, which then means your gas pumps, uh, your gas uh, backup generators, whatever you've got on standby becomes it. Never mind the fact of what happened to Craig when he went out during Hurricane Ida, bought a gas generator, fired it up, and ended up uh, losing his wife and two children as a result of carbon monoxide poisoning. Look, all these things can be avoided. You, you can go 
thanks to the brand new generation of portable, safe, silent, 100% fume-free generators available now to everybody. Even if you think you might not be able to afford it, go check it out and then check out the payment options. They have done everything in their power over at 4 to try to make sure that if you need it, you can have it. The, pow the Patriot Power Generator is a solar generator. It doesn't use gas, so it doesn't have fumes, no carbon monoxide. Instead of being loud, it's as quiet as a laptop. Plus, it's so lightweight, you literally can pick it up and take it with you wherever you need to. You need to go help your mom whose powers went out. You can do it. You want to take it camping. If everything else is fine, you can take it camping. You got to bug out. You can take it with you. It works great. It's powerful enough to keep your cell phones charged, keep medical devices operating. You can even run that refrigerator or the freezer that we were talking about just a minute ago. And right now, as long as we get this moved forward, you can go over to the number four patriots.com that's for patriots.com you can still use the code tap t-a-p-p to get 10 percent off your first purchase on literally anything in the store including the patriot power generator just go to for patriots.com and use code tap t-a-p-p to get 10 percent off that's for patriots.com the number four patriots.com Use code TAP, T-A-P-P, and get yours today. And again, ease on over there, pick up what you need to pick up, and let's bring a little bit of value to the sponsorship that they have uh, so kindly offered. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so some of the quick news bites that you need to be aware of. Uh, the Biden family uh, probe has moved forward. Evidently, there was a bit of a breakthrough with the Treasury Department. They are now acknowledging that they're going to send over to the House Oversight Committee that's looking into this uh, the records that have been both requested and subpoenaed uh, after two months. Two months of dragging their feet on this one. I guess they finally had enough of an opportunity to hide and redact enough stuff to keep Joe Biden himself and maybe other members of the Biden crime family from having to go to federal prison. Uh, good luck with that, guys. Uh, these records that they're actually requesting are the suspicious transaction records having to do with the Bidens and their business associates. Uh, I, I don't know how much they're really going to find in and amongst these because after two months, well, let's just say I'm less than convinced that uh, there's going to be real any real information available after they've had enough time to hide it, once they knew exactly what you were looking for, guys. But hey, uh, you got to try, right? Yeah, do the work. Keep doing the work. Find out who in the Treasury Department, who's been dragging their feet this long, uh, deserves to be, you know, have their feet held to the fire, too. Uh, announcement that the United States would be selling nuclear-powered submarines to Australia once again raised the ire of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, they issued some rather harsh and scary-sounding uh, threats. Uh, not really surprising, like I said, but uh, what are you going to do? Uh, 
China's going to saber the going to saber the rattle. They're going to rattle their saber. I'll get that in the right order eventually. <laughs> and um, what we what are we going to do? Same thing. Will Biden back down because of the threats? Uh, we know Trump would not. We know that. Well, shoot, I don't think that Barack Obama would have. I know Bill Clinton wouldn't have. I know George W. wouldn't have. But will Joe Biden? I mean, that's really the legitimate question. Uh, some of those suspicious transactions with the Biden crime family uh, looks an awful lot like payments coming from the CCP. I think those ties are going to be uh, connected a little closer. Some of the dots will be connected, if you will. But I guess we'll have to wait and see, right? Uh, again, I'm not expecting much. Biden also unveiled his plans for new executive orders and uh, requests for legislation and a whole new efforts to crack down on the firearm industry, including what they're referring to very euphemistically as enhanced background checks, among other things. It's absolutely absurd, but it is what they do, and it's not a surprise. I mean, again, Biden, right? What else can we say? Those guns are out there hurting people. We also have uh, Ron DeSantis firing back at the Biden administration after there were claims by Joe Biden himself that somehow it's sinful to take the actions of protecting minors from surgical mutilations and chemical castrations. Uh, yeah, yeah. Between the two, what do you think is more sinful? Just allowing it to happen? I don't think so. And speaking of sinful, Joe Biden was flat out lying uh, as he was trying to pat himself on the back. Uh, over this whole bailout of the uh, tech pro banks. And, and that's really what it is. They're still denying that it's a bailout. Well, we're going to make sure that we cover... We're going to make sure that Americans uh, feel confidence in the banking industry. Why would we have confidence in the banking industry that you have personally destroyed? I mean, literally, these banks took a whole lot of extra money that they didn't need, but were given... And why would you not take it if it's just going to be given to you as part of these COVID bailout packages? Here's some money, here's some money, here's some money. A lot of folks ended up with this money in their hands, didn't know what to do with it. And so they put it in banks. And the, the banks, uh, then they had all this extra money. They didn't know what to do with it because the markets were kind of wonky. The economy was teetering on the precipice during the artificial shutdowns. Uh, certain tech stocks were still doing fine, but a lot of other things were just kind of, eh. So you made what, under most circumstances, looks like a good move, right? Uh, you invested in government-secured bonds. Except now, the Fed has no choice but to continue to raise interest rates in an effort to bring down inflation, also created because of the spending uh, habits of the federal government. And now every time these interest rates go up, new bonds are issued and they have more value because of the higher return, making the previously issued bonds worth a lot less, creating a issue with the value of the 
investment instruments that this money was put in. It created a, a run on the banks, and these banks were in very serious uh, fundamental default simply because they didn't conduct proper risk assessment. And we're still avoiding the pain that you should expect to be caused as a result of not doing proper risk assessment. I, I know I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to sound like the old man screaming at the kids to get out of my lawn, but I do remember a time when the expectation, whenever you did investing, whenever you were going to invest in anything, the expectation was on you to do your own due diligence. Unless you literally had enough money that you could afford to hire somebody else to do that. And even then, the expectation was when you hired somebody else to do it, they were supposed to do it. Do the due diligence. Make sure that if you're going to put your money in a particular financial instrument, that it was appropriate for what you wanted to accomplish and what the risk factors were. It's not as if the Fed didn't signal well in advance to any of these people that they were going to be raising the interest rates. And it's not as if professionals in the finance industry aren't aware of what happens with these type of bonds when interest rates go up. What you had was a group of people that was paying very little attention. Either they didn't believe the Fed would continue because they thought the Biden administration was going to put enough pressure on it because they were in denial about so much stuff. Then maybe they honestly thought, well, this will pass and things will get back to normal and these bonds will still be fine. And they might have even been able to get away with that if they hadn't had this little run on the bank where all of a sudden people realize our money is going to start moving in a negative direction as the bank tries to cover these assets that are losing value rather than gaining value. So they all went to get their cash out as quickly as they could, and there just wasn't enough cash available to cover all the deposits that they were then trying to withdraw. It's a lot of fancy-sounding words that really describes a very simplistic thing. Banks do not just keep your money when you make a deposit. If you have a savings account, that is still an investment, generally considered to be safe. But how do you get more money into your savings account? How do you earn interest? If you weren't aware of this already, you earn interest because what you do, it's part of the inherent agreement. When you open a savings account, you set that money right there, and they're allowed to take your money and invest it in something where they're hoping to profit, and then they share part of that profit with you. That's how that works. So whenever you have an open account with these people, your money doesn't just sit there available waiting for you to take it out at a moment's notice. They just always try to have enough money on hand that should you come and ask for your money out at that particular given moment, that they'll have enough capital to go ahead and make that liquid for you. And there it goes, right there in your hand. But if all the depositors show up at one time, no bank is prepared for that. Enough depositors got spooked. They showed up at the same time. They wanted their money. 
the bank couldn't cope. Now, why, with plenty of advanced warning, were these banks not shifting or changing their holdings, those investments? Why didn't they get out of those bonds before it uh, changed so drastically, before the bonds that they had became so useless, so worth less? Not worthless, but so much less in their worth. I don't know, but but you still got Joe Biden out there saying, thanks to the quick actions of my administration over the past few days, Americans can have confidence that the banking system is safe. It's not safe. And I don't say this to try to start panic. I don't want you worried, or I don't want you thinking that everything's hunky-dory either, leaving your money right there in the hands of where it's going to get gone. They whined about all these different laws that uh, took place. Tried to blame it on Trump. Well, do you see our predecessor, my predecessor, uh, relaxed some of the laws that uh, Barack Obama and I had put in place to, to make banking safer. The laws they put in place didn't do any such thing. But then he also tried to tell you that, oh, well, you know, no taxpayers are going to be on the hook for this. Really? Lie. Bold face, right to you, lie. He knows it. The speechwriters know it. Everybody in the world of finance knows it. They're just hoping that you don't know it. We're not going to bail out the banks, but if you have a big deposit there, you're going to be okay. If you have a big deposit there, you're going to be okay? <sighs> so rich people. Right? The rich people are going to be fine. How are you going to make this up? Well, it's not going to be the taxpayers on the hook. We're going to back it all up. We're going to make good on those bonds that are becoming worth less and less every time the feds have to raise the rate. So what's the plan? They're going to try to continue to put pressure on the Fed not to raise rates anymore. Because the more the Fed raises those rates the more the value of those bonds that they're now trying to hold on to, that they're now you taking as collateral, as loans, to cover the depositors in the bank, not to protect the bank itself. They understand that's why they're saying this isn't a bank bailout, because they're not going to protect the bank. They're going to let the bank go into receivership. But they're going to make good well beyond the FDIC-insured levels, meaning that... They're absorbing those worthless bonds in an effort to uh, make good on money that they're going to have to have printed again. So more inflation that way. But you see, here's the problem. So far, the Fed has made no indication whatsoever that they are not going to continue to raise rates because their primary concern, and remember, they're not part of the federal government. They're part of a international banking cabal at this point. All they have to do is whatever they want. They're not answerable to Joe Biden. The fact that we let this organization have so much power over our financial industries is scary. Our fiscal policy as a nation should not be dictated by an independent group of banks like the Federal Reserve. But that's another story. 
they have still made every indication that their primary concern is getting the currently well in excess of 7% inflation back down to the 2.2 to 2.5% inflation rate that they want it to be. And the only tool that they have in their arsenal to combat the current level of inflation is to continue to raise those rates, meaning that given what the Biden administration has done, they haven't done anything at all to save the banking system. All these banks that have done a similar thing, and most of them have, they're going to have to find new ways to become liquid. And as that proceeds, and as the interest rates continue to go up, and those bonds become worth less, you're going to see the same type of squeeze, and they're going to become very soon banks that are simply not going to be able to continue to be in business. Why? Because they did not do proper risk management. Well, gee, why do you think uh, risk management uh, wasn't taking place properly? Who does risk management now? If you believe for even a second that the federal government's going to show up and bail you out no matter what, you don't have to do risk management, do you? We make some bad bets, we lose, ah, the Fed will bail us out. That's still you and me and every other taxpayer. And even if you're not a taxpayer, even if you're somebody that literally gets every penny back when you're done, if you are below that certain economic level where you do not actually have to pay federal taxes, where you're still paying other taxes, and beyond that, there will be further price increases and there will be further inflation as a result of these bank failures. You're still going to end up paying. You're still going to be on the hook no matter what your economic status is. And this is all so that those rich folks that were invested and heavily deposited in the Silicon Valley Bank can rest assured that their money is safe. They will get their money. But risk assessment, we're back to risk assessment. Why is it not being done? Well, again, if the feds are going to bail you out, why bother? But uh, it also seems like, especially in the case of the Silicon Valley Bank, risk assessment, critical risk management was being neglected because they had a higher concern about, well, ESG. ESG is more important. And it looks like uh, they might have been a little more concerned about other social justice initiatives. We have to be more inclusive. We have to be more diversified. And not financially. So diversity, equity, and inclusion, along with ESG, these are things that were being valued far more than actual risk assessment. And to think that there was a large number of lefties out there who were literally, still literally trying to say, this is a failure of capitalism. Except it's not. Because that isn't capitalism. It certainly isn't a free market economy. Capitalism requires that there be circums that there be a well, I was gonna say circumstances, circumstances isn't the right word. There has to be repercussions. 
there has to be consequences when you gamble and lose. There has to be consequences when you make bad choices. When you put your money in a bad investment, there has to be because that's how the market corrects. If something's not a good thing, if something's not going to work, then the money goes away. You bet big, you win big, yay for you. You bet big and you lose big, then you lost. We used to understand that. We used to understand that we do not let the government get involved that have. And as long as there continues to be bailouts in any form, that lesson will not be learned. And these other banks are going to continue to make losing gambles. And it's always going to be the American people, taxpayer level or not, that ends up on the hook having to pay for it. Make no mistake about it. You got a bunch of folks that are out there applauding the Democrats. You got a lot of uh, legacy media folks talking about how heroic and decisive Biden's actions were here. And the only thing that's decisive about it is they decisively moved quickly to protect their own interests and their buddies and pals that donate so prominently to Democratic candidates. They're only protecting their own. Tell me that's not some shiznit, right? All right, let's uh, let's take the first mid-hour break. And uh, on the other side, we'll uh, delve into some of those uh, most likely less than covered stories. Stay where you're at. I'll be right back. <laughs> Hello, America. This is Ken Crow with Conservative Daily Briefing, and you are listening to Tim Tap, Tap into the Truth. If anyone doesn't believe that Joe Biden, the rest of the Socialist Democrats, and their rhino lackeys are scheming to destroy this republic beyond repair, I pray that they see the light before it's much too late. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Ever since Trump left office, government officials like Joe Biden, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Nasty Pelosi, and others have made sure the United States is on pace for a soon-to-come economic and possible military calamity she may not recover from. Our gross domestic product growth rate lags behind Russia, which is fully engaged in the effort to crush Biden's corrupt buddy Zelensky and his alleged human trafficking, money laundering Ukraine. Biden's no-secure-border policy could soon result in the United States completely overrun by illegals. Man, oh man. U.S. military is focused on its diversity and lowering standards, while Chinese soldiers are training harder than ever before as they prepare to take Taiwan. The United States of America must turn away from her utter foolishness before China checkmates our republic. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. To find out where, go to theronedwards.com. See ya! 
bean stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly, but the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akuari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. 
It's been two whole days since she's gotten a wink. She heads to a cot for an hour, a quick bite to eat, and then back on her feet. If time allows, maybe a shower. Child is crying. His mother is gone. Nobody else hears his call. She turns back to help, like an angel in white, and flies down the hall. This is Matt Fitzgibbons of PatriotMusic.com, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you so much for staying with me through that very brief break that seems to be getting a bit longer every time. All right. Uh, so we spend a little longer than I had planned to uh, these other things. So I'm, I'm having to adjust my uh, my remainder of the show. But there's some stories that I had really looked at. And I'm going to try to still sneak all this in. But I have to start with this one today. This is one where you're probably only going to hear this in passing. And then it's going to disappear quickly. It's the kind of story that really shouldn't. We can't allow stuff like this to disappear quickly from the mindsets and the memories of where we are at. See, we have this teacher in the great state of Maryland that describes herself as being communist. She was bragging on social media about how she's indoctrinating her students with Marxist literature and called for a fight against capitalism. And she didn't mean it figuratively. And you know how I know she didn't mean it figuratively? Well, we'll get to that. See, Rebecca Rothstein, a teacher at North Bethesda Middle School, middle school, in Montgomery County School District, posted multiple controversial videos on her TikTok account. You know how they used to say nothing good happens after midnight? I'm thinking we need to modify that to nothing good happens on TikTok. Anyway... Her TikTok, at this point, seems to have been deactivated. Why? Because people started kind of being upset at some of the things she was saying, so had to get that down. Oh, but you see, once it's on the internet, it's always. It's permanent. It's going nowhere. Someone somewhere has captured it. Uh, Whether you're using the Wayback Machine or if somebody's taken screenshots, downloaded, done something uh, so that even those of you who know how to avoid the Wayback Machine uh, to take things down even from there, uh, yeah, it's still there. Anyway, Miss Rosty, who stated that uh, she is proud as F to be liberal, And, of course, she didn't say F. She used the full expletive that 
Due to the nature of the rebroadcast of the show on terrestrial radio, I will not be saying. But she was proud as F to be liberal, which I actually would also suggest that she's not. Because it sounds to me like she's very much not in favor of free speech and free expression. And you cannot be a liberal if you are against free speech. If you're for censorship, you're not a liberal. Anyway, she claims to be proud as if to be a liberal and insisted that educators should not, uh, let me emphasize that, should not prioritize little things like teaching students math and science, uh, but instead provide lessons on anti-racism and how to be kind. Now, I will remind everybody that if they're using the term anti-racism instead of just saying teaching their students not to be racist, then what they are actually promoting is racism against white people. That's what anti-racism means, period, plain and simple. They'll tell you that's not what it means, but do you expect someone who's engaging in racism to actually admit it? Which is also kind of funny because most of the time they kind of do. Uh, you got Ibram X. Kendi out there. He definitely, unquestionably, undoubtedly, not only admits it, but encourages it. Hey, the only solution to racism in the past is racism now. Uh, just against the groups that practiced racism before. So at least there's some quasi-intellectually honest individuals on that side. But it's clear, if they say anti-racism... They just mean racism against white people. That's all it means. And how to be kind. I would love for you to teach people how to be kind, but I kind of, I fall back to the Princess Bride theory here. You keep using these words. I, I do not think they mean what you think they mean. Yeah. Okay, so, got it. Middle school teachers, even if you are a math or science Teacher, you shouldn't emphasize teaching math and science because, uh, Lord knows, that won't do these kids any good at all, will it? Uh, let's, let's go with the actual quote here. As a teacher, I wish we could do more with our students, like teach anti-racism and how to be kind people. Does anyone else feel like we can skip the math? skip the science, like we'll do that next year. Maybe this year we focus on teaching our youth how to be anti-racist. Well, again, I would suggest that instead of teaching the kids how to be anti-racist, if you are going to skip the math and science, maybe just teach them not to be racist at all. Is that within the realm of possible. Could we compromise at all? Well, you can't compromise on racism, Tim. How dare you even suggest it? What a racist, bigoted, cisgendered white male I am practicing white supremacy for even thinking it, let alone saying it out loud. I should be ashamed. I should be. According to them. All right, so... Yeah, let's skip, let's skip the science, let's skip the math. 
In another social media post, old Miss Rothstein said, F capitalism. And again, I'll remind you, she used the full expletive. I'm simply not. F capitalism. And bragged about providing her students with Marxist literature. Oh, here, little kitties, read this. Tired after a long day of indoctrinating students, she says in one of her posts. The same one that she was bragging about providing Marxist literature. Rostin told her more than 13,000 TikTok followers. How do you get 13,000 TikTok followers? I mean, I don't know because I've never been on TikTok. TikTok, I've known for a very long time, is little more than a tool for the CCP. Not a conspiracy theory, just a conspiracy fact about the CCP. But hey, 13,000 followers for a middle school teacher? Something tells me she's probably been controversial for a long time. Anyway, she told her more than 13,000 TikTok followers that she had to unbrainwash herself to fall in love with socialism and communism. Did you really, though? Did you have to unbrainwash yourself? Or did you actually just have to brainwash yourself into believing that socialism or communism could ever be a workable, viable system? In history has shown us repetitively it doesn't work. History has shown us repetitively, no matter how aggressively you pursue it, no matter how well-intended the people that start it may be, that it just doesn't work. History has also showed us unequivocally that Free market economies have done more to elevate and raise people out of object poverty than any other system, period. But I wouldn't expect you to get that because you had to unbrainwash yourself to fall in love with socialism. I almost feel like instead of saying unbrainwashed, you should have said anti-brainwashed because of how they use anti-racism. Anyway, continuing back to the quotes, and this may very well be a new, dumbest thing I've ever heard not come out of AOC's mouth. Uh, if, <coughs> excuse me, if everyone had the same amount of money, then money wouldn't be worth anything. Uh, no, the only way to guarantee that everyone has the same amount of money would be to make sure nobody had any. That wouldn't make the money not worth anything, it would just mean that nobody had it. Not the same thing. But again, intellectual genius remind you once again, teaching middle school. Middle school students relying on this lady to educate them. Anyway, Rothstein insisted that capitalism must go. And See, I, I mentioned earlier that she, when she said she had to fight capitalism, she didn't just mean it figuratively. Quoting here, revolutions involve violence. Middle school teacher. Great state of Maryland. 
revolutions. Remember, she's teaching them Marxist literature. She's indoctrinating these young kids to believe that socialism and communism can work. Revolutions involve violence. Direct quote. The teacher also defended the summer of 2020 riots that destroyed cities and small businesses. You know the St. George Floyd riots? The summer of love, as we affectionately refer to it here. The reason why I changed my intro from your ever-so-humble host to your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host. Yeah, those riots. Saying, quote, there are so many expletives in my comments saying, what about all the burnings of the buildings and the lootings and the rioting? Why do you care more about buildings than human lives? It's like you're stomping around, being like, all buildings matter. No, no, they don't. And the fact that you don't understand where the rage is coming from, why there's so much rage of burning buildings, that's the exact problem. See, this woman is a moron. I'm going to say it. I'm going to call her out. Miss Rustin, you are moronical. See, it's really easy for you to say, why do you care about a building more than you care about lives? When you're not the one who paid for the building? When you're not the one on the hook for trying to repair the building? When you pay no attention to what the building actually represented? What goes on in that building? If that building happens to house a small business, somebody that's worked their entire life as an entrepreneur to try to provide for themselves and their families and to make their community better, to make their community more stable, then it's more than just a building. Isn't it? That is someone's life. But that's a disconnect that these people never want you to take a moment to stop and think. Do not connect that dot. That is unacceptable, Tim. How dare you point that out? We must silence you. Shush. Well, silence me all you like if you can. Good luck to you might find it harder than you think. There are so many expletives in my comments. What about the burning of the buildings? Yeah, because that's legitimate. What about the looting and the rioting? I don't care how much rage you have, that doesn't give you the green light to go steal stuff. That's what rioting, I'm sorry, that's what looting is. If you want to protest, protest. If you got a legitimate reason to protest, all the better. But we have to remember there is a distinct line, a difference, a line that was crossed multiple times during this time frame and ever since moving forward, a difference between a protest and a riot. And as soon as it becomes a riot, it is no longer legal, it is no longer protected speech, and it doesn't matter what the level of rage is. It doesn't matter what your justification for it is. You've crossed the line into criminality. 
No wonder you want to defund the police. You want to be a criminal. Except what happens when you defund the police? Criminal activity goes up. No, she wasn't done. She's not done, which is all the more reason. Remember, middle school teacher, she continued after her little rant about that's the exact problem. She continued by stating that she is effing angry. So she, she's got the rage, too. She's effing angry. Again, she used the actual expletive. I'm not effing angry about the patriarchy, racism, and police brutality. All right. Uh, let me ask you a question. When it comes to police brutality, you're not happy with how police are treating you. Have you ever tried not breaking the law just to see if that helps? And, you know, have you tried it? I mean, I would suggest it. I would recommend it. Just give it a try. But, no, no. You have to understand the rage, which she clearly has some of, because she's effing angry about the patriarchy. You know, me getting to sit here and say the things that I'm saying. I'm the patriarchy. Angry about racism. You know what? I'm angry about racism. It might come as a surprise to most of you if you not a conservative. But conservatives don't like racism either, generally speaking. You may find some exceptions here and there, but for the most part, not big on the racism. We're not big on actual police brutality either. We kind of like our police officers to be held accountable, to be held to a higher standard than the rest of us, because they have a very tough, very dangerous job to do. But they still have to be held to a higher standard because they have to be protectors of the community first and foremost. That's not an easy job. Every police officer deserves our respect until they don't. If they cross that line, if they move into the realm of brutality, if they move into the realm of abuse of power and abuse of authority, if they get on one of these power trips and start acting not like a professional police officer, but like a bully with a badge, or worse. So what is it that makes you think, Miss Rosting, that your anger allows you to be abusive to these other people? I don't know, but she shared that she believes Quoting here, boys should get vasectomies at birth, or when it's safe to do so. And then she asked, back to quoting here, why is preventing pregnancy just on the woman? Why? Well, I don't think it is, but I do think that that's a much smarter, more responsible thing than the killing of pre-born baby humans afterwards, but yeah, um, you don't go around just giving vasectomies willy-nilly to children. In another TikTok video, she claimed that, quote, all white people experience white privilege. Yep, that's right, all of us, every one of us, still waiting for mine, haven't experienced it yet. I'm sure she would claim that I have. Well, you get to, to be on the radio. 
Uh, yeah, I do because for better than seven years, I worked towards getting this podcast turned into a rebroadcastable radio show. So yeah, I, I put in work and effort and made connections and made friends with people in the industry, not based on skin tone, but based on mutual respect for what each other does. In fact, quite frequently, you will hear Ron Edwards on the show. Quite frequently. Pretty sure he's on the radio, too. I seem, when I stop and think about it, I seem to realize there's a lot of not-white people also on the radio, so not exactly a white privilege. But yes, of course, uh, silly me, I have to acknowledge, all white people, white privilege, yes, absolutely. No sarcasm intended at all. She noted that being silent on Palestine is rooted in white supremacy. How exactly is that? I, I just, I'm not silent on Palestine. I think the Palestinians need to stop uh, electing terrorists as their leaders. Should learn to get along with the Israelis because the Israelis, when you look at policy and look at efforts and, and look at all of the negotiations that have taken place, have tried everything reasonably, and a lot of stuff that goes beyond being reasonable, to get along with their neighbors. The unreasonable side is Palestinian leadership doesn't want to allow Israel to exist. They're not the only Arab nation that feels that way. They're not the only Islamic-dominated uh, uh, culture that feels that way. But Speaking up on behalf of Israel, or just simply being silent on what's happening there, as they put it, that's not rooted in white supremacy. The Jewish people are a unique people unto themselves. Unless you happen to be Whoopi Goldberg, who says, well, you know, Hitler wasn't racist because all the Jews are white. Uh, yeah, I happen to know a great number of people that would disagree with that statement. Several of them thought they were fans of yours, Whoopi, until they heard you say that. <laughs> Quoting again, I'm proud of my ability to recognize white privilege. Uh, with a name like Rostin, I wonder why she feels that way. White privilege is not about work ethic. White privilege is about the color of your skin. Well, yeah, when you say white privilege, yeah, you're saying that that's about your skin color. But everything that you attribute to white privilege is at least 85 to 90% work ethic. You can look and see how much effort you put into whatever you're accomplishing, and then, oh, magically it only happened because you're white. That's, ma'am should disqualify you from teaching anywhere, but especially middle school. 
Neither Rosting nor the Montgomery County School District replied to any requests for comments when the TikTok star and her story became so public. And that's the dangerous part because this story became public because somebody watched TikTok. But what she's been doing has been in public school for far too long. Let's take the mid-hour break. Uh, not the mid-hour break. I apologize. We're going to reset the hour. And then when we come back, we'll continue. Stay with me. I'll be back right after this. Richard Battle, author and speaker and media commentator, and you're listening to Tim Tap on Tapping the Truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. Headlong into hour number two now. I'm uh, already making life difficult for Doug. Uh, for him to rebroadcast, he's going to have to edit out a little bit of time. I'll try to, to make it up uh, somewhere along the line to make it plausible here. I don't know how I'm going to do it. <sighs> Just get really worked up about stories like this. I, it's Because I don't have to worry about the Sunday show being rebroadcast anymore... I now find myself lapsing back into the old school. We're just straight up podcasting, so I can run long if I want to. I don't have to be as constrained. But if it's going to fit onto the radio platform, that doesn't work so good. <laughs> anyway, a uh, quick reminder as we move into hour number two. Uh, Currently, the trial sponsorship from 4Patriots.com has expired, but they are still honoring the 10% discount at 4Patriots.com. And if we can reach a certain level of sales uh, utilizing the discount code, utilizing the link that's in the show description, uh, if we can do that, we will still have a good chance of renewal, uh, but we've got a ratio platform. We had really good movement over the weekend, and I want to thank you guys for that. I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I hope that some of you that are still on the fence will at least go take a look, and then when you see some stuff that you realize, I really need to have that, uh, go ahead and uh, pick yourself some stuff up, because we are constantly in the battle between what you can afford, and what you simply just can't afford not to be prepared for. And one of those things is backup emergency power. You, you're going to have to have it. We're going into storm season upcoming, and the worst thing that can happen is that you're trying to do the right thing, and, you know, like Craig did, you end up going and getting a gas generator, and something bad happens. You fire it up and carbon monoxide seeps out and gets into your house. 
Carbon monoxide poisoning is literally affecting thousands of Americans every single year. And fortunately, most people are only suffering from headaches, dizziness, thanks to the exposure not being too serious. But the problem there is it can get very serious, deadly serious. Sad part? Doesn't have to happen. Doesn't have to happen at all. And that is thanks to the brand new generation of portable, safe, silent, and 100% fume-free generators. These generators are available to all Americans, especially the folks who probably think they can't afford it. they got a great payment plan over at 4Patriots.com. You should check it out. Naturally, with this, we're talking about the Patriot Power Generator, specifically the Patriot Power Generator 1800, which is the newest one and uh, obviously top of the line. It's a solar generator means it doesn't use gas, which means it doesn't have any fumes. Instead of being loud, it's very quiet. Plus, it's lightweight. Like I've said uh, several times now, you can pick it up, take it with you wherever you need to go. Want to take it camping? Take it camping. Need to take it inside your home? Did I mention it doesn't have any fumes? Yeah, you can do that. You can bring it inside. And... It's powerful enough to keep all your important devices running when the power may be out for prolonged time periods. We're talking about your phones. We're talking about medical devices. We're talking about your refrigerator, whatever it is you need. And right now, you can go to 4Patriots.com and use code TAP, that's T-A-P-P, to get 10% off your first purchase on literally anything in the store. That also includes the Patriot Power Generator. Just go to the number 4, Patriots.com. Use the code TAP, T-A-P-P, to get 10% off. That's 4, Patriots.com. Use code TAP, T-A-P-P, to get yours today. And again, they will honor that code for some time. All right, so even if you're listening to this as a podcast, Weeks later, maybe even months later, uh, the, the code should still be good from what I was told today. And if you guys uh, help us move forward and get us over to a certain threshold, and I don't want to say what that threshold is, but if we can get there, basically we want to surpass the uh, amount which they, they paid for the sponsorship. If we can hit that 100% or better, where their return on investment becomes a positive for them, then we've got a really good chance at a redo. And I really would like to do that. I would like to bring them their value. And I would like to surpass the amount of money that they spent, even if they don't renew. I would really like to get there because I don't like the idea of not providing value. And I know you guys are a great audience. So with that being said, we've got that out of the way now. Let's continue. Uh, this next story, we're going right back to school. Uh, this time we're moving out of Maryland and we're moving to Oregon. Now, it seems like we're talking about Oregon a lot here lately, too. Not real sure why that keeps happening, except, of course, for the fact that there's a lot of lefties out there in Oregon. And it seems like they have a lot of voting power and they keep putting people in positions of authorities 
so that they can do really woke but not very smart things. Well, it's been made very clear for some time now, and I've been pointing this out uh, quite a bit. Seems like I'm pointing it out more and more here recently. But they're targeting these kids. And they're targeting children, minors, school kids, high schools, middle schools. They're targeting these kids now because they know that if they can mix them up, mess them up psychologically enough that young, they can scramble their brains to the point that they're not going to be able to recover. And that's really kind of the goal. Anyway, in Oregon, we had an Oregon high school that right now has parents absolutely livid after those parents discovered that a health teacher, a health teacher, assigned homework asking students to write, intentionally making you wait for it, <laughs> assigned homework requiring the students to write sexual fantasy stories and then mark the initials of a man or woman next to the sexual activities that they would actually perform. Now, this was first reported by local television news station KEZI in the city of Eugene. A parent exposed the assignment via a screenshot on Facebook, which asked students at Church Hill High School to, quote, write a short story of a paragraph or two about a sexual fantasy that will have no penetration of any kind or oral sex, no way of passing an STI. Now, I don't know about you, but I think... Teenagers, in high school in particular, are probably already engaging in enough fantasy of this nature, and unfortunately, probably to their own detriment, a good number of them are actually engaged in reality of a lot of this stuff. They don't need to be encouraged, especially by a health teacher. I, I think I can kind of see the excuse here. We want to have a frank discussion about sexual safety and sexual health. And the best way to go about that is to help get these kids to really think about the things that they believe they'd like to do. And then we can teach them the inherent risk and inherent dangers, except literally in this assignment, they're saying, oh yeah, well, we can't do this and we can't do this because that will make you unsafe. So if you're not focused on the safety level, is this like a reverse psychology thing? I mean, are you seriously sitting here and trying to tell me, well, you know, by virtue of saying this is dangerous and this is dangerous, let's take it off the table, that that's sending a pro-sexual health message? Is, is that your argument? Because again, I'm going to take the argument back around to this is not something for public school. Seems reasonable to me, but, you know, it's Oregon. You guys do Oregon things, right? How would I, a simple man from East Tennessee, understand the complexities of the very sophisticated Oregonian?
Anyway, according to the Oregonian, Kirk Miller, health teacher extraordinaire and football coach, got that part sink in, gave the assignment to students taking Churchill's Health 2 Human Sexuality course, which directs the class to show that minors could, quote, receive loving affection without having sex, while choosing three items for their story. Such items could include romantic music, candles, massage oil, feather, feather boa, flavored syrup. Okay. Romantic music? Okay, you could have affection without crossing the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, you can just listen to romantic music for no apparent reason at all. But it can put you into it. Candles? Candles alone, not too insidious. Uh, massage oil? Okay, there are safe things you can do with that. Here, let me massage your hand. Let me massage your arm. Let me massage your shoulders. Oops, now we're getting into the danger zones. A feather? A feather? What are you doing with the feather? I mean... I know what I'd be doing with the feather, but what are you doing with the feather? High school kids again. And I'm sorry, I you, you crossed the line with the uh, flavored syrup here. That's a step too far. Uh, what do you think you're insinuating when you say, okay, you can choose a flavored syrup? Hundreds of comments flooded the post within an hour of the screenshot being made public. Uh, one of the posts read, This is so inappropriate. Does he still have a job? Well, of course he still has a job. That's where the post came from. Another parent expressed outrage over the idea of an adult male teacher, a football coach too, I might add, asking their daughter to share sexual fantasies with him. I think that's a totally legitimate reason to be upset about. What do you think? I mean, granted, it's the kind of thing that if you show up at, say, Loudoun County, Virginia school system, uh, that they're likely to have you drug out of a parent-teacher meeting and, and school board meeting and, and hauled off to jail. But to me, that seems legitimate. Excuse me, adult male teacher? Why is my daughter having to tell you anything at all, even remotely similar to a sexual fantasy? Excuse me? Another commenter said, I would be livid and be going to the police. No teacher has any business asking this of a child. I'm assuming this particular commenter doesn't actually have a student at the school. Otherwise, instead of just posting, I would be livid, they would actually be livid and probably would have called the police, which actual parents at the school should have done. Catherine Rogers, whose 16-year-old daughter attends the high school but was not in the class, spoke to the Oregonian and said that Miller previously gave the students another assignment that encouraged bisexuality. That particular uh, assignment was called With Whom would you do it? 
Now, I'm sorry. I th- Again, I get it. It's Oregon, okay? Uh, very sophisticated. Uh, very cosmopolitan uh, compared to uh, us, us hillbilly hicks out here in East Tennessee where they can go right there and tell you what we're doing, whatever. But excuse me. How is that okay ever, anywhere, period? The classwork required students to initial males and females that the student, quote, would do each activity with, which all these activities, again, were sexual in nature, like kissing and oral sex and, excuse me, but This is not a class-appropriate thing. It's hard enough to get high school students to get into class in the first place because they're trying to find a place to go hang out and do these things on their own. That's not the role of the teachers to encourage it or perhaps even try to facilitate it or groom for it. This does seem more like grooming behavior to me. Oh, I know we're not supposed to use the word groomer. Oh, heaven forbid, that's one of the new naughty words. How dare you, cisgender white male, talk about grooming? How dare you? I mean, I've really got to say at this point, I'm almost becoming uncomfortable continuing talking about this. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's try to be adults and, well, let's be a professional host, Tim. As I said, the classwork required students to initial males and females that the student would, quote, would do each activity with, which all of them were sexual in nature. The assignment added, and again, I'm quoting here, you may use the same person for multiple activities. Ooh, well, that's good to know. I mean, it's bad enough that you're kind of encouraging, uh, you know, being overly active. But at least you can be selective of who your partner is going to be. Uh, that's a relief. Rogers also said that students in the class felt mortified, awkward, and creeped out by the assignment. Yeah, that tracks. Uh, That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Again, we're talking about high school students. It's one thing to have these feelings. It's another thing to have to make them public. So out of feeling uncomfortable with the assignment, Roger said that some students used Kung Fu Panda characters in their response to avoid being too personal. I get the feeling that's probably what a friend of her kids did. Quoting here, a mother who was speaking to the uh, Epic Times, So while we are teaching our daughter to abstain from sex, her high school health teacher is asking her to pick out sexual partners and swing both ways. Okay, so what do they got a problem with? This is totally acceptable. This is exactly what they should be doing in the high school. I guess at least it wasn't middle school. Anyway, Churchill High School principal Missy Cole stated in an email that was sent to parents just this past week that school officials and Eugene School District officials 
we're reviewing its high school health curriculum, which is called Our Whole Lives, which of course was developed by the Unitarian Universalist Association and the United Church of Christ. That's a dramatic pause that I put right there for the purpose of letting that sink in. The Unitarian Universalist Association and the United Church of Christ developed the curriculum of which this came from, presumably. I certainly would hope that the high school health teacher didn't just make this stuff up. That's not a thing that could happen, is it? <sighs> anyway, Cole uh, also wrote, according to what the Epic Times said, at this time, the assignment has been removed from the class syllabus and will not be a part of the students' grades. Our whole lives curriculum is utilized by many districts across the state and is endorsed by the Oregon Department of Education. Yeah, but is this actually part of the curriculum or not? Because that's the real question. The curriculum itself has been endorsed by these learned professionals who are responsible, who are dedicated to the profession and to the craft of educating young people into becoming productive members of society into becoming adults who are capable of navigating the world safely, wisely, intelligently. That, that is still the goal, right? No, I mean, I, I think that's probably still the expectation most of us have when our kids go to school, but I think we know that's not the goal of the professional educator class anymore. And again, this is horrible because most teachers, they don't buy into this. Most teachers still know that this is unac unacceptable behavior. It's not school-appropriate behavior. Most teachers started teaching because they care about the students and they can recognize, they can see for themselves when certain things that they're being encouraged to promote, that they're required to teach via a curriculum are actually harmful to the very kids that they're trying, trying to be helpful to. But they then have to choose, do they follow the curriculum? Do they fire, follow the directives from administrators? Or do they risk losing their job by trying to do the right thing? And most teachers, unfortunately, feel as if they don't have that option. Anyway, Peter Rudy, a spokesperson for the Oregon Department of Education, told the Oregonian last week that the state's list of recommended instructional materials for high school health courses does not include the curriculum in question. Hmm, does not include the curriculum in question? Sorry, I had to add the sound effect there. I was wondering the question, right? Anyway, 
Rudy told the outlet that Oregon school districts could choose curriculums not listed with the state-recommended materials and do not have to notify the Oregon Department of Education state officials that uh, they're not required to track the curriculum that the districts choose. Talking about the Department of Education. I wonder why that is. Because it allows a certain level of plausible deniability, maybe? Okay, sorry, I really couldn't help it, but when this guy says this stuff, I'm kind of feeling more like... Because that's about as much of a winner as a speech from Joe Biden. Now, as the Epic Times continues with their story, they reported that the Oregon schools have lost 34,000 students and ranked 41st in the nation for education, with one of the worst graduation rates in America. I wonder why that is. It, it legitimately seems like they're trying to chase off all the students before they can graduate. According to uh, Mackenzie Pullum of Oregon Moms Union, uh, she told the Epic Times in an email that such learning material does not belong in schools. Well, duh. The Oregon education system is failing our kids with less than 45% reading at grade level and less than 32% able to do math at grade level. We need to be focusing on academics and catching our kids up on years of pandemic-related learning loss. The purpose of our schools is to set students up for success as they enter the workforce or higher education, not to teach them about sexual fantasies. Well, again, I'm going to say, well, duh. I mean, what else can I say? You know, other than, of course, that Everything is awesome. That's really where we're at. Let's go ahead and take the mid-hour break right about now, because you can tell I'm getting a little carried away with the story when I start hitting the sound effects so heavy. Guys, stay where you are at. I will be right back after this very brief break. Hi, I'm Christina Bob, author of Stealing Your Vote and attorney for the Donald J. Trump for President 2024 campaign. And you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth.
Recently, China's dictator Xi Jinping sent military tanks into a major city in order to eliminate any protests against his rule. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page, Ron Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Almost no media outlets, with the exception of yours truly, Fox News's Tucker Carlson and Captain Matt Bruce, very few, if any, have bothered to shed the light of day on Ping's crackdown. China now has the biggest economy in the world, but yet China was not big enough for most of the American media to notice as it once again brutally went after citizens who were driven into utter despair due to fiendish regulations and too many examples of oppression to list in my allotted time. Unfortunately, the majority of my colleagues in the media are not going to alert you about the government abuses, whether it's in China, Venezuela, or right here in the United States. They also refuse to warn you about the level of surveillance now implemented in China and planned for right here in the one-time land of the free. In China, when a surveillance camera catches someone jaywalking, after notifying them, the government will then deduct funds from their bank accounts. There are those seeking to implement such madness right here in the USA. Time to tell U.S. leftists to back up. I'm Ron Edwards. See ya on the next page from the Edwards Notebook. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ERH year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, Lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn UN. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds Coffee Display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. Under just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top 6 in the world in Forbes. We're also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. 
We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. Hey, y'all, this is Derek Johnson. You can find me at DerekJohnsonCountry.com. And you're listening to Tim Tap and Tapping Through the Truth. She's hair pulled back in a camo cap with a catfish on the line. She's an evening gown, night on the town, candlelight and wine. She's shy, she's bold, she's like a nice cold fireball whiskey shot. She's a big high five on the 50-yard line. She's a real cool kind of hot. With her long hair's blowing out a roll-down window, my old truck shines like a brand new limo. I'm the guy with the big old smile and all the selfie shots. She's like an August day when you're bailing hay and that lemonade hits the spot. She's fun and free and lets me be me. She's a real cool kind of hot. Yeah, real cool kind of hot. All right. I hope, uh, hope I'm a cool kind of hot, too. <laughs> uh, hot in a different way. Then I blasting the microphone, super cool host kind of hot. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm stretching. Uh, before we get back to the uh, primary show, I know you just heard a lot of different ads. And uh, all these ads are companies that aren't paying me a penny, but I own a small equity stake in the company so i do benefit if they continue to grow and do really well uh, and i do obviously believe in the products and the companies whether we're talking about second skull or boone's bourbon or uh the in uh, well in stock uh, i keep saying stuck for some reason uh, i don't read icelandic very well uh, <laughs> and the uh, same thing is true with honey fund and beanstalks and and all these folks but when we talk about uh other ways that the show can make money uh, i have the one sponsorship that has technically ended but we're hoping for a renewal uh, that's of course with warpatriots.com uh, so you can visit warpatriots.com uh, find something super cool awesome decide to buy it and then if you've done that, if you will use code T-A-P-P um, there in your checkout, we might be able to get that renewal. And, but even if you don't, that still is going to save you 10% on your order. So definitely use the code if you have the chance, if you're going to buy something anyway. But I'd also like to uh, talk about an affiliate program that I'm part of, and that has to do with Hero Soap. We've talked about Hero Soap quite a lot over uh, the last few years, and I want to remind you again, they're one of the most America-first businesses out there. Uh, their motto is, let freedom clean, which is kind of clever. I, I like it anyway. But they do a lot of really cool stuff for our American military active duty, and they uh, contribute uh, a percentage of the profits to various uh, charities that work with our veterans, that work with first responders, uh, that work with all of the real-life American heroes that wear uniforms and do tough jobs every day, including send show soap to our active-duty troops that are out in forward positions, too, who are deployed around the country, uh, around the world. And uh, it's just, I love these guys. They're making their stuff uh, 
uh, out in Arizona, and they're just a great company. So there'll be a link in the show description. Just click on the link. It'll just say Hero Soap, and you'll be able to click it, and it'll take you there. And if you follow that link, they'll know that I sent you. And if you buy enough stuff, I'll get a little something back. Uh, if you just buy a little stuff, I won't necessarily get anything. But if you buy something from them, you will have something that's pretty daggum cool. And they've been adding new stuff recently. So click the link and just go see what all the new stuff is. If you've been there before and decided against it, you might, you might find something you want now. But uh, they are very specific about how they source things. And like I said, very American first. I love these guys. All right, so I had had a few more topics I want to get to. I don't know that I'm going to sneak everything in. But I wanted to talk about this because I mentioned this in passing in a recent broadcast. And there's been a follow-up. See, there's this uh, Christian school uh, that has a girls' basketball team that forfeited a game in the state playoffs because the team that they were slated to play actually had a boy on their team, uh, a transgender girl. It's a boy. Now, the Vermont Principals Association has officially banned the Christian school from future tournaments. How dare you forfeit? How dare you not participate? How dare you embarrass us is really what it comes down to. How dare you actually live the values that you teach as a Christian school? Anyway, in February, Mid-Vermont Christian School's girls basketball team was scheduled to play against Long Trail Mountain, which has a high school boy on its girls basketball roster. Vicki Fogg, the head of Mid-Vermont Christian School, issued a statement delineating why her school would not play. Laid out pretty succinctly, they said, quote, We withdrew from the tournament because we believe playing against an opponent with a biological male jeopardizes the fairness of the game and the safety of our players. Allowing biological males to participate in women's sports sets a bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general. Now, most of that I'm going to agree with. However, I think when it comes to just playing against a male, let me give you the perspective of a guy that still remembers his days of playing high school basketball. There's a lot of things that have slipped from the memory banks, but, but I remember that. Um, here's what I can tell you. There were a few occasions when we literally did scrimmage with some of the girls from the girls' uh, high school team. And when we were done, I would much prefer to play against the guys because the girls were way more physical, way more aggressive, and uh, they kind of wanted to hurt you. I mean, maybe that was exclusively amazing maybe the maybe these ladies really just didn't like me more than i thought but i'm pretty sure i wasn't the only one they were treating that way and, and it was within the confines of the game they were playing within the rules they were not playing dirty but the level of physicality was at a different level and i don't think that's particularly unique now maybe i'm wrong i, I got a very different idea of maybe how unique and maybe how lucky we are here in Tennessee at the time that I was in school, because when I was talking a few weeks back, 
with our friend with Algebra Victory, I was talking about how from a very early age we were being kind of subliminally taught basics of algebra and we're building on basics of algebra from the earliest mathematics we were being taught being taught uh english i'm not good do that <laughs> i'm not even doing good at talking like yoda but you know we we would have these equations even in first grade and second grade and it would start with like two plus one equals triangle and then we started getting really tricky it'd be five minus rectangle equals three and in order to get to where you're going, you start learning the basics of manipulating an equation and keeping the equation balanced, which is one of those fundamental first step building blocks in algebra. It's not just simple arithmetic. It is actual early stage algebra. And my guest of the day uh, then began to inform me, well, that's not very common. And I don't think very many people have seen that. Now, I don't know if that's the case or not. I can only tell you what I saw. I was only exposed here. So maybe maybe the experience was different here. And maybe the same thing can be true. But as far as safety playing the game, yeah, the biological male is capable of being physically stronger and may be far more aggressive. So there's a legitimate concern there. But I'm just going to tell you from my personal experience, uh, I think the girls might be safe in that situation. Uh, heading back into the locker room, I think that's an issue for the girls on the other team. But, here's, here's the thing. When you do allow biological males to participate in women's sports, you are setting a bad precedent. Not just for the future of women's sports, but for the future of sports, period. What you're doing is you're allowing an out. And I'm sorry, I still have a very hard time believing that these uh, much ballyhooed, transgendered athletes, the biological males that are competing as females. I have a hard time believing that it's simply a matter of their identity. I think it's more of a matter of they wanted to win, and as a guy competing against other guys, they weren't good enough to do it. But as a male saying that they're female, it changes the equation. Any sport in which speed or strength is a major advantage, the guy, if they're reasonably developed for their age, has a huge advantage. Now, this isn't a mystery. It's not something that I'm just making up. I'm not pulling it out of my... Uh, well, I'm just going to say some naughty words, but I'm not pulling it out of a hat. And... It's clear. I mean, I, I don't even have to sit here and pull up page after page of statistical data. Uh, maybe my background in biology uh, puts me in a position where maybe I'm a little more knowledgeable in the field than an average layman. And I just don't realize because it feels very basic and very fundamental to me. So if that's the case, then I apologize. I never want to treat any of you like you're an idiot. I never want to treat any of you listening like I have to explain everything to you. But at the same time, I do sometimes 
find myself feeling like maybe I didn't do the best job of explaining my point for someone that, for whatever reason, doesn't know those things. So if if my background here is putting me at a point where I'm not addressing the layman level, then I do apologize. And I ask you to reach out to me via social media and we'll further the conversation on a personal level. But there's no question that this school administrator was doing the right thing for her girls and actually doing the right thing for all the girls in the state. I mean, we just recently saw this Minnesota court uh, do the thing telling U.S. body lifting, body lifting, bodybuilding association that they were going to have to allow uh, transgender biological male now claims to be female to participate in the women's division. Of course, they're appealing, as they should. But while that appeal is ongoing, they were told they had like two weeks to undo their gender-specific divisions done strictly to protect the female athletes in their effort to compete against other females. That's the the sole reason for this gender-specific division setup. But you got a lot of the female bodybuilders now that are starting to push back. They're like, no, this is not a thing that should be allowed. Some of them have started protesting. And it's been very difficult to protest in places where they've already and have been allowing the transgender athletes to compete as if they were women. And still be supportive of the women that are trying to compete against them. It could very well destroy the sport. Now, this is not a sport that I have any particular attachment to. So it's not like I'm sitting here going, well, you know, it would just destroy me if I couldn't watch women bodybuilding. But for the women that participate in that sport, they've got a right to do so. And they've got a right to compete as they should. This does mean a lot to them. I transgenderly know a couple of female bodybuilders, and I know how important that has been for their self-journey, their development into developing a level of confidence that they had been missing and finding new things about themselves that they can feel good about. It's utterly ridiculous to me to imagine that Organizations that have established this type of competition for females will now suddenly just turn it over to the subpar men to try to run roughshod over these women. That's another story, though. I just, again, I want to remind folks, uh, especially if you happen to be feminist, pay close, close attention because evidently the left in this country still believes that men are much better at being women. That, that does seem to be the message. Anyway, back to this story. The Vermont Principal Association, which controls the high school sports in the state, they sent the Christian School a letter in response to what Miss Fogg had stated, which stated the following, quote, on March 13, 2023, VPA Executive Council met and determined that Mid-Vermont Christians forfeit on February 20th, 
2023, violates the VPA policies which are aligned with Vermont state law. Specifically, the school's actions do not meet the expectations of the VPA's first and second policy. A commitment to racial, gender fair, and disability awareness and policy of gender identity respectfully. Thus, Mid-Vermont Christian School is ineligible to participate in VPA activities going forward. Now, the VPA Executive Director, Jay Nichols, revealed that the VPA Board voted unanimously, 15-0, to ban Mid-Vermont Christian School, saying, quote, If you don't want to follow VPA rules, that's fine. But then you're just not a VPA member. It's fairly simple. You know what? They're right. It is simple. If that's going to be the rule, you don't want to abide by the rule, don't participate in their league. But Tim, I, don't they have the right to compete? Well, yeah, of course they do. Look, I, again, every state operates their high school sports a little differently, and all my experience is based on what happens here in the state of Tennessee. And I know for the longest time, uh, private Christian schools did not participate in the same associations. And then later on, they did join with the public schools and became part of the TSSAA. But again, for the longest times, they also would have their own classification. We have uh, a system... Uh, that is based on the general size of the schools for most schools, single A being the, the smallest schools under a certain student level, uh, then double A and triple A and, and so on. But then they reestablished two specific uh, specifications, classifications, just for private schools because they could be smaller. But they also offered scholarships, so they literally could recruit better players than what a school the same size than a public school could fill as far as a team. So they realized it wasn't exactly fair. So they did all this redesign, and they kept trying to make it as fair as they could. But there was always this recognition that it was never exactly the same. You're going to have secular schools competing against religious schools. There's going to be differences, and the difference in philosophies should be there. But what happens when an organization no longer uh, meets your criteria? I'm thinking that every Christian school in the state of Vermont should be like, uh, no, sorry, uh, we're going to form our own league. And why not? Why be part of it? But here's the really funny part. I honestly think if they take that stand, that there will be a lot of the public schools that basically agree but only kind of take the knee because they don't have or they feel like they don't have another option, they might come join you guys. So start them. Move forward. In January, Fogg wrote to Vermont's Agency of Education asking permission 
to receive public tuition funding while noting that it had the right to protest anti-discrimination laws. As a religious organization, the school has a statutory and constitutional right to make decisions based on its religious beliefs, including hiring and discipline employees, associating with others, and in its admissions, conducting operation policies and procedures. By signing this form, the Mid-Vermont Christian School does not waive any such rights. Transgender and gender nonconforming students are to be provided the same opportunities to participate in physical education as are all other students. This from the Vermont Agency of Education's Best Practices. Generally, students should be permitted to participate in physical education and sports in accordance with the student's gender identity. Participation in, comp in competitive athletic activities and sports will be resolved on a case-by-case -case basis. Bottom line is, they're going to have to protest this if they want to do it. But I say, leave. Form your own league. I don't think you'll have too much of a problem. Now, I did want to try to get to one other story in regards to uh, another Minnesota story. Evidently, uh, the governor there has decided that he's going to turn Minnesota into a refuge for those that want to chemically castrate and surgically mutilate minors. I think that's noteworthy and should be mentioned, and we'll probably revisit it. But I'm, I just don't have enough time to go in depth. But I want to make sure if you're not aware of that story, be aware. Go look it up. Uh, there's there's your homework assignment for the day. So as you can see, based on all today's wonderful and most illuminating stories, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in schools all across the country. I remember when the Loudoun County, Virginia school system story broke. I, I know I'm far from the only one that said it, but I pointed out that as crazy and as nuts as this sounds, it's not an isolated event. It's not only happening in Loudoun County, Virginia. Stuff like this is going on all across the country, literally in every state, because education has been so permeated, especially public education, that a high percentage of administrators and teachers now are among the indoctrinated. They have been through the college experience where they have been indoctrinated instead of educated. They honestly, legitimately have no idea that what they're doing and what they're trying to accomplish is wrong. Older teachers who understand what the sacred trust between parents and teachers really means, what it represents, and how it affects the future of these students and the future of this nation. They stand opposed to it, but they're forced into silence or they're forced out the door. And now we're quickly approaching a point in time where many of them are going to either retire early 
or they're just going to tread water till they can because it's just not worth the fight. They can't win it. It's going to be up to us. We're going to have to demand that no taxpayer dollars are being spent to indoctrinate children when what we're doing is sending them to be educated. We have to recognize the difference between education and indoctrination, and we have to begin the insistence for those of us that can't do the homeschooling thing or think that we can't do the homeschooling thing for whatever reason, if we have to rely on public education, we have to put the pressure on local school boards, on the local county commissions, and on the state level uh, politicians to get this corrected. No taxpayer dollars funding indoctrination. We've got that power. We can do it. And again, unlike trying to, to deal with the federal government that is only answerable to a much larger pool of people so they can drown you out, the more local you're attacking, the less they can drown you out. They have to take the steps like Loudoun County, Virginia did with the father who was trying to defend his daughter who was raped in a bathroom and it was being covered up in order to protect the gender identity politics they were supporting. He gets arrested because he's defending his daughter who was sexually assaulted. So much criminal activity there. But it doesn't matter if we're talking about a teacher assigning inappropriate homework, a teacher that's bragging about socialism and trying to avoid actually teaching math and science, or if we're talking about a school system that won't allow a Christian school to operate in accordance with their beliefs. They have a right to participate, and they have a right to forfeit a game for any reason. The fact that they were open about what the reason was, it embarrassed them, and they were afraid it would open up a floodgate. They were afraid that other schools would start following suit. They didn't want to be embarrassed, and they don't want to risk a full-blown rebellion, which is why I say that that school, start your own league, invite the other Christian schools to start with, and invite some of the other schools that are public that you think might go along. It'd be a lot of work. Might cost you some money, but I think you'll be all right. In fact, you guys will probably be a lot happier. That's going to have to be it for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much for being here. As always, I appreciate it. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain. If you really want to tap into the truth. Don't forget to come back for Friday night's live show. You can come hang out with us. And, uh, you know, it should be a blast. It usually is. I, uh, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Uh, one final message, though. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon.
Using both hands Founders knew the second amendment Was the final one to keep To hold our other rights intact So we'd never become sheep Stalin, Hitler, Malamine, and Pol Pot They told us things that you never forgot Is using both hands Well I prefer the 308 to the tiny 223 Gives me more than a thousand yards to protect my family Using both hands. Evil is powerless if the good are unafraid.